life of a long-term multitasker. This is the Casually Profound series, where conversations create deeper connections with others and yourself, where every interaction is an opportunity to laugh, think, and feel fully, where magical moments happen spontaneously and abundantly. This series has discussions that transcend the surface level of what people do or who they are in the outer world. It aims to normalize thinking. I hope for all those engaged in this discussion, including myself, the guest, and especially you, the active listener, we stop and ponder on the ultimate question, who am I really? All while enjoying every second of it, of course. Hey everyone, um, welcome back to another episode of Size Eyes. This is the Casually Profound series. This is the third episode, so looking forward to digging into a conversation and really um, learning more um, about Lex Ballard. Um, the way I met her was through work. Uh, when, uh, earlier this year, working at 2 Laundry, and uh, I think Lex reached out to, to us in terms of a there was a internship program that was going on in the summer of this year in 2021 uh, and it was for a design agency creative uh, company that we wanted to work with and after you know a couple of months of going back and forth we were able to get something together and she was the account executive um, for that program uh, among many other roles um, at, uh, at Mythic uh, agency and so um, that's the way we met um, so quick introduction on my side, I'll, I'll let her dig into that a little bit more, but um, that's who we're having a conversation with today. Um, I'll, I'll kind of kick this off just with like a, something I'm grateful for, and then I'll pass it to you, Lex. Um, awesome. So I think for me, I'm just grateful for uh, the opportunities at, at my workplace to really explore um, who I am, the, all these different ideas that may or may not get shot down at other organizations, other companies, <laughs> but at a startup with open-minded people and people who are willing to try different things, I'm very grateful for them to um, allow me to um, explore these ideas, explore these you know, avenues of, of personal growth, professional growth, etc. Um, so I'll pass it off to you, Lex. Mm, that's a good one. Um, specifically, I think today I am grateful for the amount of incredible women that I have met in my life that have proven to be such strong like mentors and examples um, of just really good people. So that really came through very strongly for me today. Um, typically, like I'll, I actually do like a, a morning gratitude walk, and I'll do like a oh, wow. three things I'm grateful for today. Like just do like a lap around my neighborhood. Okay. Um, and I didn't get a chance to do that this morning, and it's really cool to like reflect now and think about the day that I've had at work. Um, yeah. So that's what I'm really grateful for today. Awesome. Yeah. That's really nice to hear. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. So with that attitude of gratitude in our in our mind, mm -hmm. um, let's go into a quick little. Um, visualization. We want to close our eyes, and whoever's listening can do this as well. Take a couple of deep breaths. And let's imagine a wonderful conversation at the end of this podcast having that feeling of, wow, this was an amazing discussion I just had. 
the insights that were created, the new ideas that were thrown around, all from an intention of, of creativity, of gratitude, of wanting to discover more about ourselves and each other and about the universe. Just soak in that feeling for a couple seconds. Awesome. And we can now return to Renaissance South Park in Charlotte <laughs> here. <laughs> nice little background music. Um, Killer playlist. Yeah. <laughs> we'll see what's next. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so like the first question I want to ask Lex is, who do others think Lex Ballard is? <laughs> Depends on who you ask. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, gosh, they I feel like um, people would maybe view me as, so who do they think Lex Ballard is? Mm -hmm. They probably think I am some kind of world-traveling go-getter who is successful and determined and righteous and living for themselves and living for life and doing whatever crosses their path. Mm-hmm. Okay. I guess. Nice, okay. <laughs> I don't know. I'm trying to think about all the different perspectives that might someone might view you from. Yeah. I guess. So, uh, how, so I guess, like, how does that kind of differ, um, like, based off of, like, a professional side, mm -hmm. someone who knows you at work versus someone who knows friend or family-wise? How, how do those kind of perspectives kind of inform their opinion or their um, viewpoint of you yeah it's a strange one because like you sometimes immediately want to jump to like who you are at work and I think you have to think outside the box a little bit of like well what who are you like outside of work and what how does someone else see you through that lens and so um, I've done a lot of traveling in my days so I feel uh -huh. like people just automatically I don't know I talk about that stuff a lot yeah. and, I, and I love finding like that um, subjects with someone and talking about all the places we visited or places we want to visit. Right. So I think like world traveling always definitely like gravitates to the top. Um, I said successful, even though like I really didn't want to, but I feel like from other people's eyes, they're like, she has a job and <laughs> does so something, you know, and yeah. like, and I've like found my way. I feel like for the a, a little while there in like my early 20s, you kind of just like flutter about. You're like, I don't know, and you just kind of float. And now people are like, yeah, she's she seems to be making progress and doing something linear. <laughs> yeah. So perhaps that. Um, and yeah, I don't know. Okay. No, that's so. I guess how did you? I guess kind of get to that standpoint of like you said you were kind of uh, fluttering through your twenties or I guess figuring things out or mm -hmm. uh, I guess walk us through that process or experience. Um, you know how you were able to get to you know this point of how may. Uh, how others may perceive you as like, all right, I've got it down and like yeah. I'm working towards something. Um, gosh, people don't actually tell you how difficult your early 20s are today. <laughs> <laughs> you kind of get oh, yeah, here yeah. and you're like, well, shit, this sucks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't, it was kind of, it was a lot of uh, trial and error. Yeah. Um, it, but also like trying to take a step back. It's trying to like take a step back to appreciate the journey at the same time of like trying to make forward steps that like mm. lead somewhere concrete. So you're kind of in like this constant state of like balance. Yeah. Um, but I would say, what would I say? Um, 
how does this lead back to like how getting my right, shit yeah. together by like 28. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think it's, I think the thing that carried me through that is um, a, like an ironclad like determination. Okay. Like no matter what it is that I did, like I put 110% into it. Okay. Because I think that's the only way you can really like truly figure out like in a trial and error sense of like that thing is for you. Yeah. Uh, whatever that ends up being for anybody. Um, so I'd say like that, but also a positive attitude. Um, I think if you're it's easy to like get down and out when you're like fluttering and floating and like not sure what your path is but yeah at, when you try and take that step back and like have enjoy the journey a little bit you can let there's like less stress and if you just like it's all going to work out in the end right then here we are yeah exactly <laughs> it always works out somehow so if you have that like long-term goal of like it's going to work out somehow i don't know how or what but it's going to be fine yeah like, so. exactly say those two things kind of got me to this state of like and now I'm like really I don't know do I have my stuff together maybe not <laughs> it's a little bit together <laughs> no for sure how, how did you um, like cultivate that positive attitude was it kind of looking at that long-term view or were there other things that kind of or like daily habits or practices or things that kind of helped hmm. you cultivate that mindset of like positivity and I that. will say that when I so I feel like a lot of my early 20s were spent living in Los Angeles okay. and that's like a very different city to live in and to like try and figure things out in yeah. um, but I got I really got into yoga and meditation like really really hardcore there and I was okay, going wow. I was doing like maybe four or five classes a week oh wow okay. um and honestly I didn't really get it until about like a year and a half in Okay. Like that's when things started to click. But it's sometimes when you, it's just like that repetition of language that starts to become part of your vernacular of like people that you speak with of like holding space for one another and manifesting and things like that. That just starts to become part of your mindset and, yeah. you, and like things that you start to adopt as well. Mm -hmm. And so um, I think that definitely helped cultivate like a positive attitude and like the, like letting things be like i feel like yoga is a lot about being where you are yeah. and accepting that and i think that's just what i started to learn to accept it was just like this is how it's like this is where i am but it's not going to be where i am forever so that definitely helped in cultivating a mindset that was like positive but also enjoyed the present moment mm -hmm. has there yeah. been like anything recently that's like that you're like oh in the past i may have reacted this way or done x thing but now like since i've um, you know, with that practice of yoga meditation and, you know, having um, this positive attitude, you're like, all right, now I'm, like, I've approached this differently and I can see that growth mm -hmm. and whatnot. Um, I feel like positivity is kind of like an undertone to my demeanor, so I don't know if there's anything today that I would have reacted to differently. Cause so I just got out of like work. So I'm like, I feel like I'm in like professional mode. So yeah. I don't know if like, <laughs> it's necessarily like a positive negative thing, but I do know that there's a lot of things that I've learned through meditation and yoga that I do bring to the workplace with me. Like mm. when it comes to like difficult conversations or opposing views, it's like, how can we employ like active listening and reflective listening and to make sure like other people feel heard? Cause I think at the end of the day, like people just want to feel like heard and seen and understood yeah. in a workplace or like in a conversation. And so I guess that. <laughs> okay. No, that's uh, how, how did you, I guess, get into to yoga meditation. And I mean, you said like a few classes, right? Is, is that something you still continue to, 
Yes, not as much today. as like I love yeah. um, because so like I guess the gyms were closed for a while and like the yeah. yoga studios were closed for a while and I'm still trying to find my the perfect studio in Charlotte for me that I love. Okay. Um, which I think I have found one. Okay, nice. Um, Where, but, which one? Um, Kali. Kali, okay. Yeah, and I think if I remember correctly, I think Kali is actually, it's like, I think it's meaning is that like space of breath, like between like thoughts. So it's mm. like almost like this like non-existent mm. thing, but it's just also like just like a, like a breath of like freshness. Okay. Um, so yeah, I'm really into Kali. It's a really wonderful community there. Okay, very I enjoy nice. It a lot. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Uh, I guess like what sorts of like are there specific types of meditation or things that you do or I don't know because like a lot of there's obviously hundreds of different types and whatnot. So many. And you like you mentioned manifestation and all that yeah. stuff. But like I don't know what what types. Have you done or like would want to learn about and stuff like that? Oh my gosh, I'm down to learn all the types of meditation. <laughs> um, sometimes, so I like to, I like to, and I strive to, and I don't always do it. Um, but I love to do like a five to ten minute thing in the morning just mm. to help like get my mind like set and ready to like. I do a lot of like abundance, um, okay. kind of meditation. Um, so that because I feel like so have you like thought or heard about um like abundance versus scarcity mindset yeah, 100%. Yeah, yeah, yeah so i feel like i for a lot of a long time in my life i was really in that scarcity mindset yeah. and i'm really trying to switch to like an abundant mindset yeah. and so i do a lot of abundance um manifestations and meditations but i also do a lot of um <laughs> like anxiety ones right now and i'm like it's because like, i don't know work's busy right <laughs> yeah, yeah. so trying to do a lot of those uh i've done a, some good breath work things in the past and i'm really really passionate about breath work that is a really powerful tool uh, which isn't necessarily meditation but it's it is meditative <laughs> right 100 percent. so yeah because like for me what i've noticed is like uh, i forgot where i read this i think it was like some it was like a heartfulness magazine mm -hmm. i don't know if you follow that at all but um it, it kind of goes into that but it said uh, if you want to know how a person is doing in the moment, mm -hmm. uh, notice their breath. Mm. If you want to know how a person has been has been for the you know law over the long term, watch their posture or watch how they walk. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. Right, and so like I think that it's like that combination of mind and body, or yeah, and, you know, totally, because that, that breath really because like when we take a deep breath, you know, I, I don't think it's a coincidence that every time you try to get into a deep state of mind, it's like you're trying to like, yeah. d you're taking a deep breath and like that breath work is really is that almost that connection between you know the air between like our body yeah. and all that right yeah um, it, um I'm trying to think of the word the prana the pranayama i think is what yeah, it's exactly. called yeah exactly yeah yeah exactly yeah like that life force of like the breath yeah and, and i mean like even when we did like the cleansing breath here it's like just a really beautiful like reset yeah, no exactly. matter where you are like just like and then once you start to take notice of your breath it really brings you to that moment you're like okay yeah i don't know is, is that something you've been able to do more of or do at, at like work because you, you mentioned like trying to bring in takeaways or you know practices or this maybe mindset <laughs> mindset small mindset shit yeah. shifts uh, to work. Yeah, gosh. Okay, if you saw me at work, it would come through <laughs> as a lot of sighs. I sigh a lot. I'm yeah. like, ah, okay. <laughs> yeah. I end this. Yeah. So I don't know if it's like a cleansing breath, but it's definitely a sigh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Uh, I don't know. I mean, like, if something, like, really hits the fan, I was like, all right. Uh, it's My thing is actually, I'm like, let us let me, like, take a lap. I'm like, I'm going to step away from my desk. And I'm going to take a lap mm. around my neighborhood and just, like, step away for a second and be like, all right. And let's come back with a fresh mind and, like, whatever. Or, yeah. So. 100%. Because how is, how is, like, that, um, I guess, working remote versus, like, w- being in the office, how has that kind of shifted you know, overall mindset and uh, I guess like the th- things that we've been talking about so far, like how has those two kind of settings changed? Yeah. Um, I, you know, it's so funny because there is something in like communication that does get lost virtually. There's like, what, yeah. what's the stat? Is it 60 or 90% of like communications nonverbal mm. or something? And I think so yeah. much gets lost virtually. And, and it's funny because sometimes you can feel the energy and like vibe and things shift. Like, on on calls but like you you just like you also miss out and i think on the opportunity to take that energy and like like re like reset it and re-harness it like with if you're like in person you know because i feel like you can do that much easier Mm -hmm. um whereas it almost just feels like stagnant energy like there's just something now there's like a cloud (laughs) that you can't remove like in a virtual setting i know um but i I find that communication's a little bit harder so i have to practice like over communication Mm. a lot um yeah the the environments are really different for me i i need Mm. like i prefer a hybrid but i could definitely need that in office yeah thing because there's i mean you just you have to talk to so many people and you you know you have to like really work as a team like in advertising you've got i don't know five different departments and like all these different people (laughs) you need to speak with is like hey it's like let's get you and you and you in a room real quick you know right yeah or so yeah like the collaboration Mm -hmm. i don't know like you know, I love whiteboarding and yes. stuff like that because like yeah. virtually you can't really it doesn't have the same effect yeah un- until like VR or AR you know gets up there which yeah. we can use in the workplace or something but yeah <laughs> um, Zoom, I don't know if Zoom has figured that one out yet yeah yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, but yeah but I think yeah just like being able to yeah just like get in a room and talk it out or if it's you know an issue or just like brainstorm an idea right yeah and I think th- has that like level of um maybe have you noticed any type of like clarity like more clarity maybe if like with those like these different practices like at work or you know outside of work that's like all right i am more clear when i'm uh when i am able to meditate or you know that that Mm. gradual growth i'm definitely more calm and less anxious when i meditate before work Mm. for sure like a hundred percent okay i'm i i go in with like i almost feel a little bit more like stabilized as well when I start out my day, it's just like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Rather than kind of, if you're like rushing around and doing something in the morning and you're going out for, I don't know, you're rushing to get coffee and rushing to get together and rushing to turn your laptop off and then you just start your day in a rush and you go right into like rushing into your day. Oh, it's just yeah, like, yeah. it's a lot. And then you, and because you don't have that break in like environment, like people can use their commute as like a, a reset time if they want or like a, let me prepare my mindset for today. Right. I guess like when you work at home, like you don't necessarily get that break in environment, that change in scenery to have that space. You yeah. have to like consciously create that space to consciously like do those things intentionally to make sure you're taking care of yourself or setting your day up that way. Right. So, so how do you like, so like an ideal setting, um, what does your like morning routine look like? So you are like setting yourself up for that successful yeah. day. Um, gosh, it depends. It would definitely <laughs> um, include not pressing snooze. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, 
I definitely like to include like a walk in my day to get some fresh air and to make sure I'm getting out of my house because sometimes there's days where I'm like, wow, it's 8 p.m. and I haven't left the house. This yeah. is weird. <laughs> <laughs> so I definitely try and include like a lap outside or just like a walk somewhere. Um, I have like this really like circular white like shag carpet so I like to sit in the middle of it and just do a little bit of like even if it's just like a five minutes or yeah something um that's meditative I used to listen to um there's this guru that I really like called sad guru yeah, yeah Sadhguru. yeah, yeah, yeah. I love him. yeah, yeah, yeah. he's so great <laughs> have you done the uh like his program his um inner engineering yes yeah, I, yeah. I signed up to it and i think they were supposed to come to charlotte but i haven't okay done it yet but so sometimes i'll just listen to his oh, stuff in his the morning as i'm getting ready because it just <laughs> even thinking like about thought-provoking things in a different way or hearing someone else's perspective on something yeah. that you don't know about is it just helps get your mind going and just outside of like outside of your normal routine but during your normal routine yeah, in a yeah. way if that makes sense um, so sometimes I listen to him as part of my routine and because his stuff's really short like sometimes it's like two minutes five minutes yeah. seven minutes it's very digestible and he can, he just says so many wonderful and profound things in a very short amount of time and like yeah. there's a, he has like this way of saying one sentence or one question and it completely <laughs> flips the meaning of something you're like wow I never thought about that that way yeah um it's crazy yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no 100 so. percent. yeah I, I love listening to Sadhguru. Yeah. I, I obviously highly recommend so i did the like the inner engineering yeah tell me about it yeah i mean it was good it was good okay i mean i did it in atlanta a few years ago okay what all what all did you do was it like a a one it was like a one-day program so or like it was in person so it was a four-day workshop and Sadhguru actually was there so he wasn't there okay. so um because i think he only comes to the u.s every once or twice years. a year yeah um and so I mean, it was like, you know, obviously a trained, you know, person who was leading it, right? Yeah. Um, but it was like a four-day thing, Thursday, Friday after work, and then cool. you know, Saturday, Sunday, all day. And they, like, kind of teach you. It's like the, it's called Shambhavi. Mm -hmm. Shambhavi Mahamudra is like the mm -hmm. actual practice that they teach. Yeah. But then, you know, they take it step by step, and, like, they teach you one aspect, and then it's like four or five different uh, phases of it, mm -hmm. which end up taking, you know, 21 minutes, and then the... You do s some asanas, some you know yoga poses and stuff beforehand to get your body relaxed. Yeah, um, cool. And so that takes about you know 30, 35 minutes total mm -hmm. with all that. And so that's what they teach you. But then on top of that, it's like just the mindset, the healthy, you know, the eating, you mm -hmm. know, the diet, mm -hmm. um, just to have fun and all this stuff. So all these yeah. activities, and you're in a group setting, and so it's it was. I highly, obviously, I think most of the stuff now is virtual. Yeah. Um, but, you know, highly recommend in addition to maybe virtual to do it in person because then you get that, that. Yeah. You know, similar to like working from home and, you know, being, you know, it's, in the workplace. It's different yeah. energy when you're in person. Completely. Especially when you're with like so many people doing the same exercises, especially ones that are so, I don't know, mind opening. Yeah. What were like your top three takeaways that you learned with inner engineering? Oh, wow. Um, I, I think it was like, I think just about awareness. Okay. That's like one thing that they like, because you also listen to Sadhguru talks. Yeah. Um, I think some of them are online, some of them are not. So it's yeah. like only within the course that you listen to them. And is that awareness of self or awareness of like your Both. environment? Both. I mean, so like one of the activities that they asked you to do, like on the drive home, like that Thursday or Friday night, they're yeah. like, just be aware of like all your five senses on the drive back, right? So then that night I was like, and, and write them down and we'll share them the next day, right? So it's like, yeah. you know, my my fingers on the steering wheel, yeah. the the hum of the car engine, 
or if I open down my roll down my window, I can hear the birds chirping or stuff like mm -hmm. that. That you may not be if you're just listening to music or like on your drive back home. Normally, you're just not thinking about that. Mm -hmm. But then when you're tuned into that perception, it's that attention to detail that you know where your attention goes, energy flows, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. And so like you know, if we can almost like with a positive mindset, right? Like if we can yeah. direct energy towards those positive thoughts. What you no, think is like what becomes your reality, really, right? Hundred percent. So yeah. Is there anyone else that um, that you kind of follow and um, uh, read, listen, content-wise that really help shape that? Um, I have read a, a book by Dr. Joe Dispenza. Oh wow! Yeah. You know him oh, yeah, too. Yeah, yeah. I love him. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I like whenever I do start to feel, I don't know. It's it's really funny because I feel like we're taught to like feel our emotions but then sometimes we're taught to like ignore them yeah. and i feel like there's no one doesn't tell you that like you actually have the power to choose which one you want to do or the power to like just observe and then let it go and so i feel like that's something i learned through his book of like mm. because he starts talking about how like you like if you think about being angry then your body's going to respond like you're angry and then because your body is like angry then your mind's going to respond like you're angry and you get in this cycle of like emotion right. that you can't like break um and so that's something i've learned of like okay if i'm feeling like stress then my body's going to feel like anxious and stressed and like but i have the power to say that's okay like right. that i can i can allow that feeling to like go like to dis dissipate and yeah. go somewhere else and change like it's a really nice like reset like a power to reset yeah 100 well. because I, I love uh yeah like almost on that on that topic it's um my or, or so i i started doing tai chi this year oh cool um and so the like our sifu like the master like the teacher for the course he can but can you help me um refresh me what exactly is tai chi yeah so it's it's uh, it's a Chinese martial art, mm -hmm. um, but it's done very s in slow movements. So it's, you know, if you think of like Kung Fu or Taekwondo, it's mm -hmm. like, it's more self-defense, but also like energy flow. It's but like it's using opposite energy, right? Or like going... Yeah, I mean, it's, like, it's, it's a, like that balance, right? Okay. And so like you're doing like slow like movements and mm -hmm. stuff like this, okay. where you're like opening up different, you know, just like channels of energy throughout your body. So like the, the chi, right? Chi, prana, yeah, energy. Yeah you know cool. you know vitality of life right yeah and so um and so, so that's what that is but you know he was saying that you know for these emotions that like come to us it's just kind of like you know just imagine it as a as a river mm -hmm. right or, or clouds right mm -hmm. and the, the, you see them they're here but they're you know very fleeting yeah right? they're just you know you recognize them and you're aware of them and you understand it and all and you process it but then you know, you understand that's like a phase. Yeah. And it, or, you know, it, it comes and it goes, right? Yeah. So that's like, 100%. like the relation that um, I was trying to make there. Yeah. It's, yeah, because I, I love Joe Dispenza too. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, yeah, because he always says like, um, my favorite line from him is that I've heard on like some of his podcasts have been uh, that a habit is when your body becomes a mind. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, mm -hmm. that's so funny Be yeah th the book is coming back to me now because I think they were talking he talks about how like a lot of people's bodies are actually in control like say you mm. want to work out and then you're like oh, my mind is saying I really want to and your body is like not today right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then you end up sitting on the couch so yeah a lot of people's bodies are actually in control we don't mm -hmm. know it yeah I mean yeah, that's crazy to 
to, I guess, just think about that relationship between mm-hmm. mind body. I guess, I guess, obviously, the third aspect of that, you know, mind body is kind of like mind body spirit or mind body soul, right? Mm-hmm. I, I guess, how, how do you kind of view that integrating into your into your life as a in general? I guess the mind body spirit. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm actually like trying to get back to that spiritual spiritual place because I haven't I feel like this year I feel like I've lost touch of that Mm. and I think that's because I haven't been going to yoga as much or doing as much meditation as I want because I just haven't a the studios were closed for like quite some time for COVID and I was trying to figure out how can I get this and sometimes I'm not as motivated at home to like do yoga in my living room like it's just kind of different right of course yeah Um, so I'm actually trying to get back to that but for me that mind body spirit that comes through I don't know I I think like a really deep understanding of yourself and uh, honestly like I get that in like a a yoga practice I think but like more of like those flows where someone can really connect that spiritual piece help you connect that spiritual piece like to your practice Mm -hmm. does that make sense I feel like I'm talking around it no 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 (laughs) not at all not at all so like how do you so then like how do you understand more of your self or like how do you are there any like practices in addition to yoga meditation and um listening um, to you know I, other people that i do a lot of journaling okay um journaling is something that i used to think was really lame and now i have found to be very powerful yeah <laughs> so Same. Yeah. yeah yeah um yeah i saw the website yeah. um brave of you to post, the, to post <laughs> those things i don't think i would have the ho- i don't think i could oh, no. <laughs> could not so bravo to you <laughs> <laughs> appreciate it appreciate it um but yeah I, and what i love is that like when you get to a hard place like if you start to make it like a habit actually like a, a mindful habit then you can like go back and to certain periods of your life and you're like wow that was really interesting you know maybe like because I think I started it in like 2015 or something. Okay. So it's funny because like if, if I'm in my late 20s now, like thinking back, well, where was I in my early 20s? Yeah, I'm yeah. just like, wow, I was somehow you're so different, but somehow you're still the same. It's very yeah. different. It's weird. But <laughs> um, other things I listen to are Joe Rogan's podcast. Because okay. it's a lot of things that like I don't like know. I mean, I don't know a lot of things. And like that stuff is like really like esoteric. I'm like, okay, sure. I will hear about uh i don't know like bow hunting today yeah yeah (laughs) (laughs) there's like all these crazy topics that he just like brings guests in and just randomly talks about and yeah and they and they get raw like they get really deep there and i think that's amazing so i mean like i mean you can listen to a podcast based on like the person or the conversation title and it be a completely different conversation than you thought it would take because it has so many like twists and turns like i listened to one the other day of Joe Rogan and Christopher Palomic, which was the writer for Fight Club, the author of Fight okay. Club. And he has a crazy backstory. Really? Like absolutely insane. I was and I was just so blown away. And I, I listened to like the entire two hours and like forty five minutes of it. I was like, this oh, is Oh wow. Sometimes I, I can't even listen to that like while I'm working because I'm so interested in what they're saying. I'm like, wait, what? Right. <laughs> <laughs> but what's funny is like actually going back to like this meditative like bringing it full circle actually yeah. is this, this Christopher this author, he found in COVID that he needed to find a way to do something active. But what he ended up doing was building this castle 
in his, like somewhere on his property, like doing full on like hard manual labor and found a deeply, deeply like meditative practice mm. through it. Like, like, I don't know, lifting huge boulders and rocks and building like 12 foot by six foot rooms and building six of them and like doing a whole roof and being on a ladder. And you have to like think about all these things. I'm like, how am I going to position the rock to be right. up the ladder to put this one on that one so that it doesn't fall? And it was, it was, it was like this really interesting meditative thing that he was talking about. So you have to be like very where you are and you have to think about every single movement that you're doing. Um, okay. Very strange. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> but no, I mean, I think that that makes hundred percent sense. Cause it's like, you know, because I think we all, all find meditative states or like flow states, right, mm -hmm. in different activities, whether it's like music or, mm -hmm. you know, something more uh, like uh, like a physical activity, right, like exercise or like whatever yeah. it may be. What do you consider a meditative flow state? Um, I think where you're like fully engrossed, like where you lose track of time, mm -hmm. where time is no longer something that's on your mind or mm. you're just so engrossed and so like in in the moment mm -hmm. that you don't even not even t time and like setting context yeah like the world world like the outside world just ex ceases to exist yeah you you trans okay you transcend like your environment and yeah. time and body Right. I think that's something from Joe Dispenza is like, that's when you have hit like mm. something is like when you when you can like successfully transcend all three of those things. Like it's like well, what is it, mind or what is it? I think it's place, place. and time, time and I think body. I'm not sure. OK, gotcha. I, it's, I haven't read that book in a couple of years. <laughs> OK, no, no, that, that's really interesting. Mm -hmm. um, so how, how about for you? Are, are there any? I'd say it's the same. I, I, I think I would define it as the same. OK. Yeah. Well, well, I guess like what activities or anything that you do in your life or um, you've identified like do put you in that flow state hmm one is when I'm just hanging out with like my sisters or my friends and okay. just having a very good time and like, it's one of those things where like you don't realize you're having a good time because you're not thinking about having a good time you're just they like you're just in the moment right? right and it's just a really good time you're like walk away from it and like you don't feel drained and you don't feel like you've been excessively thinking about something else or you're not, I don't know. So I feel like that would be an activity, honestly. Mm. Okay. <laughs> nice. No, that, that's, that's awesome. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I think, uh, I think now could be a potentially good time to, to, th to throw in the surprise here. <laughs> <laughs> the surprise. Yeah, yeah, no. Um, uh -oh. But so everything or what I like to do with, you know, the conversation here is just kind of, do something that I don't think we'd normally do in uh, a conversation with with friends, with family, with mm -hmm. colleagues, etc. I'm scared. Which is <laughs> to take just a like a quick break, to take a quick you know pause and a quick silence, okay. just to regroup our thoughts, okay. um, and um, you know think about um, anything, but just. You know, because a lot of times we're always thinking about like, all right, what am I going to say next? What question am I going to ask? Or mm -hmm. what's my, like, you know, like, what am I, how am I going to progress this conversation or whatnot, right? Okay, yeah. But now it's like, let me take a step back and go almost anti-podcast, anti-conversation. Okay. It's like, let's just take a step back and have a pause it's and a enjoy the surprise. pause. It's a good surprise. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I wasn't sure what it was going to be. Um, okay. And then at the end of the pause, um, it's kind of naturally happened, but I'll ask you to ask me a question. Yeah. Okay. Um, because I really find that the 
the, the, real, the best way to know someone is not necessarily only through the answers that they give, mm -hmm. but the questions that they ask. Yeah. Um, and so at the end of the pause, I'll just ask you to ask me a question and we can keep the conversation going from there. Okay. Yeah. Perfect. <laughs> Sweet. Yeah. Cool. We like close our eyes and like take I mean, it. <laughs> it's, it's, it's however okay. you want to do it. Okay. Yeah. All right. Awesome. Okay. Well, we'll continue the conversation here. You can kick us off with a question and we'll go from there. Okay. I have two questions for you. All right. Um, okay. The first one is you asked me about my morning routine, but I'm really interested to know what your morning routine looks like as you, I don't know, do a bunch of things. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Yeah, yeah. So for, I actually, I think in, in one of my, one of my previous podcast episodes, I, I actually detailed out in three different episodes. It was part <laughs> one, part two, part three. My like nightly routine and which continued into my like morning routine. Okay. Um, but a quick condensed down version of that. Um, in the morning, I've actually kind of changed it up. Oh, bless you. Thanks. I've uh, kind of switched it up recently, but what I like to do is first thing in the morning, just wake up. And uh, so like in that first five, 10 minutes, we're kind of in that alpha state of mind, mm -hmm. right? Which is, yep. you know, like in between kind of reality quote-unquote reality and then the dream state right mm -hmm. so once we're in that state it's very um, suggestible time frame of our mind mm -hmm. and so we can so right in that moment um, you know that that's how you set the attitude for the rest of the day mm -hmm. right so for me I just like first thing I do is try to have like that gratitude mindset like all right like what am I grateful for and so just like a quick couple things mm -hmm. and then right after that I'll go into um, just visualizing my perfect day but in a different sense you know sometimes like I used to visualize and I sometimes do like visualize how we you know all the things that I have planned out for the day like all right, I'm gonna have a great meeting I'm gonna have a yeah you know, great deep work time that's and all powerful. this stuff right so that's that's powerful what I've actually um, tried now and I, I like almost even better is not even to do that but in my so I have a journal as well mm -hmm. and or like a bullet list journal that I have. And so I like rate my days. Okay. Like, you know, zero out of a hundred, right? Mm -hmm. And so instead of actually going through the entire day, what I'm gonna do, I just visualize myself writing in like 90 or 95 or a hundred, yeah. like in that day. And so it doesn't really matter what I do throughout the day. If I know that I'm gonna write down a 90, you know, 90 plus, yeah. At the end of the day, in all the different aspects and metrics that I keep track of, yeah. you know, it's gonna be a great day. Yeah. So then I just cool. like visualize that. Um, and then I'll ask myself like lofty questions, which are kind of like, which are affirmations, but almost phrased as questions. Yeah. Um, affirmations are great. Yeah. Um, so then after that, I'll, um, you know, get up and I'll go, um, I'll, I'll drink celery juice. Okay. So I, I drink celery juice pretty, 
regularly, almost every day. Okay. Um, so I've been doing that for the last one, two years. Cool. Um, so do that and then I'll, you know, get ready and then sometimes I'll meditate or sometimes I'll do like Shambhavi, right, mm -hmm. like from Inner Engineering. Sometimes I'll just do a random meditation, um, not usually guided or anything, but mm -hmm. um, just like that. And then, uh, you know, sometimes I'll work out, sometimes I won't. So I have this, sometimes my morning routine can be 30 minutes. Yeah. Sometimes it can be three hours. Oh, wow. Okay. And so Depending on the day. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So it's like, it's almost what, what, you, what you were saying earlier of like, you have that like structure, um, you know, you, you can do whatever you want within that time, right? But for me, it's like I've created that structure mm -hmm. depending on if I have a, you know, 8 a.m. meeting versus I can not sleep in, but I don't have to be at work or doing work things maybe until a little bit later. Mm -hmm. I can spend more time in a morning routine. So, like, nice. I have that structure, but within that structure, I have that flexibility and freedom to do what I want. Yeah. And so, so that's, like, my overarching, you know, I guess condensed mm -hmm. uh, morning routine there. Yeah, very um, cool. Yeah. I love that you spend, like, your first 5, 10 minutes just, like, thinking about that gratitude piece and just like talk, like talking to yourself because um, what's interesting that I think Matthew McConaughey does something really, really similar where he's just like, he gives that time back to himself. He's like, I don't put like immediately reach for my phone and I don't do this, but yeah. I just want to like talk to myself about my day and like give myself like time to think and mm -hmm. have space and do whatever, you know? Yeah. hundred percent. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, I'm not going to lie. I, do put my phone next to my bed sometimes and so <laughs> you know with the, after that 10th minute or whatever i will reach for my yeah, phone yeah yeah for so sure i'm not you know uh, yeah but it's funny i i uh I, we've mentioned both of their names so they had a crossover mm -hmm. um have i don't know if you've seen the video of uh Sadhguru and matthew mcconaughey they had a video together like interview oh did they yeah because they were both selling book you know uh, no. authored books and whatnot recently. yeah and so they're both talking about that and obviously the endless number of uh, rabbit holes they went down oh my gosh <laughs> how long was that conversation like i know it was, it was at least an hour but i'm, Man, I'm sh at least that cool. was aired i'm sure there was a longer conversation yeah off for air. sure <laughs> no i i have started reading green lights um but forgot where i put it mm, yeah. <laughs> i think it's at someone's house yeah. um but no that's cool i didn't realize that they've spoken that's pretty sweet yeah are, are there any other like books that you're like that you've read that like has been transformational or very insightful or um, I like did that. really like Untamed by Glennon Doyle. I thought that one was really great. Okay. Um, what else? That's the one that's coming to my mind right now. I am currently reading also like Wheels of Life by Anadea Judith. Um, that okay. one's all about like the chakra system and starting to really understand what the what that means for like each chakra and how yeah. you can like channel each of those and open them and make sure like they're healthy and stuff. Um, I have a book by Ram Das, but I haven't really found it that useful yet okay so is it is it be here now or is yes that, is that yep him? yep okay, that's okay. it mm -hmm. gotcha yeah which was which is funny because while i haven't read the book i, I mean i've read like maybe like 30 pages the intro is very very long okay <laughs> um the be here now mantra is actually something that i'll take on like a walk during my day like mm. and i'm just like be here now you know like to your point of like where it's let me just take in the five senses um which is something that i haven't hadn't done before I started working at home. And I can really start to take in like the seasons that change and the, just the things around me, which is really nice. Mm. But That's pretty cool. Mm -hmm. Is, uh, I guess in, in terms of like your, like I know you mentioned like journaling and stuff before. Has there been anything that like, 
uh, like it, your journaling process as a whole? Is it just kind of like, all right, I have a bunch of emotions right now or feelings and you know ideas, thoughts, whatever. Let me just get them on a paper. Is that is that usually how it goes, or is it more structured? Or I was wondering how your overall journaling process is like. Hmm. Since you said that has been pretty transformational and yeah, you up. I don't. I don't normally like approach a journal entry with something in mind. It's like sometimes I really am like just recording like what's happening and what I'm feeling and thinking. Yeah. Um, just so that I can like come back later to it or just like get it out of my mind and onto paper. There's something very like cathartic about that experience. And then mm -hmm. like you can finally like put it to rest if like your mind's been really busy. Yeah. But then there are other days where I'm like, okay, I really need to work out something and I'll do more of like an explorative like journaling where I'm like asking myself questions and I'm forcing myself to answer like difficult questions yeah. um, and really think about the answers. And I think that's where like when you start to write something like putting pen to paper can really be useful. Um, and then other thing, other things that I'll do, um, it's a lot of it's like just a reflection. Like mm -hmm. how did I, it, like I'll do like an annual, um, like around my birthday, Okay. I guess like manifest like reflection of like okay what did I learn this year yeah. and like how did I change and what do I want to work on next year and what are some like the highlights and it's really funny because I think you forget to celebrate all the small things in your life and that's something I need to like start doing because I'm like oh whatever you kind of just like push by them but yeah um actually really amazing things to do like is celebrate the small things 100% um so, yeah, I don't know. So I'll do, like, those kinds of journal entries as well. It just depends. Yeah. Do you, do you like, take time off or, like, go anywhere, like, especially for, like, to on those yearly kind of times to reflect? Or is it just, like, you know, at, at your place, you're like, let me just take this day or take a couple hours to think about those small wins or reflect about the year? Um, no, I guess I would just do that, like, either on weekends or okay, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like after work. Um, I do love to go, uh, sometimes I'll bring a journal with me though when I go hiking. Uh, Cause I love, there's something about like being in the forest where if you can hit like that right, I don't know, there's something about like, if there's like a certain trail that's like kind of just speaking to you and you sometimes you just get in the moment and you're like, wow, like you just feel like energized and enthused and like inspired. And I don't know why, but yeah. I'm always like, this is a good time to journal as well. Yeah. Um, that's where you, I feel like I start to feel that, um, clarity mm. that I, that is something I always try and seek. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes it's very hard to cultivate and find for yourself. Yeah. So what trail or what kind of places around Charlotte or other cities you found that like that really speak to you, that enable that creativity or inspiration? Yeah. Um, there's some around like the Wilson Creek Gorge, which I love. Okay. Um, it's not like super heavily trafficked up there. It is sometimes in the summertime. Okay. Uh, but there's a lot of like river crossings as well. Um, trail, it just kind of depends. Sometimes there are trails that aren't, they're not necessarily like strenuous trails because then you're focusing more on like the athleticism of yeah. the hike rather than like just the experience and the journey of like walking and walking and walking forever in nature. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it, it's kind of more of like those where they, they just kind of go and sometimes like you just don't have any end. Like, I don't know this trail. I didn't, right. sh should have looked at it yeah. beforehand, I mean, but I didn't. That's life though, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. There's actually this um, really wonderful little nature trail behind my house. Oh, wow. And it was closed for a really long time. And, when it, and it's really weird because the past, year or i guess it's it opened back in march it's like march and april yeah and now every time 
I go walking through there, I feel like there's some kind of weird symbolism that I can pick up from mm. that experience of that trail that I can relate back to my life. Oh wow. Which is really strange because sometimes I'll be having like a really hard day or a really hard week and say a storm had just blown through and this pathway is flooded, there's trees everywhere, like trees are down, it's just like a mess back there. And and it's funny because then you, you just start to like see how things like parallel and but then so like then I'll be walking through this trail. I'm like, wow, this place is like a shit show. Yeah. <laughs> but but then like the next day that I'll go and maybe it'll be like all cleared out. And I'm just like and some it just like reminds you that like bad things don't last forever. Mm. And then, then there are other days where like I've been and it's just like they actually just did some construction and like cleared out a bunch of trees. And it's really interesting because it's like then I it's like, wow, like my mind's been like really clouded. Um, and now suddenly it's like. I find clarity and I'm like and it's, it's just it's just weird this trails like started to like mimic like different things that yeah. are happening in my life and maybe that's just obviously that's just me like projecting <laughs> things into my surroundings but it's really funny it's just fun to like feel that and see that yeah so. there's like you know the I think external reality is only mm-hmm. a manifestation or a depiction of what we're thinking on the inside right yeah and so it's like I think there's I don't think it's just your your <laughs> mind or whatever that's like playing tricks on you i think that's like actually it's like i think it's yeah you know it's the universe telling it's like hey this is symbolism for like all right let's get some mm-hmm. clarity or you know like whatever other like ways nature is telling us yeah like signs right um yeah because it's it's easy to miss them like almost like what you were saying about those small moments mm-hmm. and like it's easy to lose track when you're like going so fast 100 miles an hour at work yeah, or yeah. you know with family friends etc right but then like when we take those small moments we can appreciate those small things and yeah. see those like lessons in in the day and in those moments yeah just like slowing down in general like i feel like that is so like grossly undervalued i think everyone's like prod- i feel like i feel like there's been like a cultural shift though because i feel like in the past like five ten years or maybe even longer it's all about like productivity and being so hell-bent yeah. Um, and, and actually in the words of Glenn and Doyle, like people being so like hell bent on like making money and finding the next big thing and doing all these things that like they yeah. really forget like what, I don't know, like the important things and the smaller things and yeah. the slower things. 100%. So. Is, uh, so how do you kind of find, you mentioned it earlier, but also ties in here. How do you kind of, um, or like, well, what are some activities that like drain your energy versus like energy, like revitalizing energy, like creating type of activities or things that you do that. Mm. um, Um, I find the most draining things are things that I do that I don't want to do, if that makes sense. And like there will be something like where my gut is like, you know you don't want to go, so don't go. Or like, you know, you're only going because you're trying to appease someone else and like, you don't have to do that. Um, And so the thing, yeah, the things I find most draining are like when I'm not listening to myself and I'm not trusting myself and I'm not doing what's best for myself. um, That's when I find things are draining. Um, And what was the flip side of your question? Or like the, you know, what drains energy and then like what like gives you energy? Um, There's a lot of different things that give me energy. Sometimes... It's just surrounding myself with like good friends and like having fun conversations. Like today at work, we had 
the whole company in today for this Thanksgiving thing. Yeah. And I was like, this gives me so much energy. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then there are other days where you just want to like recoup and like maybe just like taking a day by yourself and self-care and just doing little things like gives me energy. So mm -hmm. it kind of just depends what I need on the day. Right. But how were you able to like get that sense or that intuition of like, all right, here's what I need. Here's what I, um, you know, like today maybe I, I want to have more, you know, friends or, or you know, interact mm -hmm. with more people or here today I'm going to be with myself more and take care of myself. Like, yeah. how do you kind of judge that or discern that for yourself? Um, honestly, sometimes I, I've just, I've, be, I've made it a practice to pay more attention to myself and ask myself what I, what do I need? Mm -hmm. Because so I used to like in my early twenties, um, in mid twenties, like just treat myself like my body, like it was a machine, just go, 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 go all the time. Um, and kind of just acting. And now, and there was something actually in this book, um, wheels of life by Anadea Judith. And she was talking about how our bodies are in like, just are in a constant state of flux with like the earth around us. And yeah. just like, who you like the way you feel and are one day is different than the next because we're not machines because we are a living breathing body and thing and spirit um, mm -hmm. and that really hit so I mean something that I do is just try and ask myself and like so like actually when I journal I'll do like a check-in I'm like okay how am I feeling emotionally how am I doing physically how am I feeling spiritually um, how am I doing financially? Like, I just try and like check in with myself on like a bunch of different levels, yeah. um, to make sure like the, the full spectrum of like my needs and facets of my life are, I'm thinking about all of them. Mm -hmm. So sometimes I just ask myself, what do I need? I don't always have the answer, Of course, yeah, yeah. No. <laughs> but I'm, I'm learning to get to know myself better so that maybe in five years time or 10 years, however, how long it takes yeah. to like, cultivate this well, yeah. with your own <laughs> self, right? Because you're with yourself for your whole life. Right, of course. Um, what I need more instantaneously. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because I, th I think that's like something I'm trying to like bring in is like that the intuition of like knowing when to do what, mm -hmm. right? But not just on like outside of work because like it's it's almost not frowned upon, but it's like almost taboo to like talk about meditation or talk about spirituality or stuff at the workplace. Mm -hmm. um, and so it's, or like intuition, right? Mm -hmm. you, Cause you, it's, we're almost like taught like a, like a rationale uh, or, or like, you know, think rationally, right? Yeah. Like think logically, Yeah. but that's like only one side of our brain. Completely. And so it's like, how, how do we bring in that intuition that can actually support and supplement and enhance our logical, rational mind yeah. into that workplace when I think we've created a system where it naturally kind of subsides that or like pushes yeah. it down. It's yeah. like that's always like a interesting like thought exercise for me. Yeah. It's funny because people do try, it's like people always want like things that are like supported by insights and data, but there is something very powerful. I'm like actually I really feel that this is the way to go. Yeah. And sometimes people have a hard time of making that leap of uncertainty where they're like, but you can't back it up. But it's like, but trust me <laughs> or something. Right, I don't know. Yeah. But it's just like a feeling. But I don't know. Um, it, I feel like it comes with like, you have to like get to know yourself like on a really like raw and deep level. But you also, something that I've 
had to learn to do is to trust my voice and to trust my thoughts because a mm. lot of times I used to be like it's not that I'm like that my voice isn't important my <laughs> thought doesn't matter but like once you start to I mean I don't know once I started to like trust my voice and like my mm-hmm. and find validity and like my thoughts then yeah. I felt like I could speak up and be like that actually I think we should do this like I don't have all the answers but I feel like <laughs> right but I mean that's also like a powerful sense and it is it's just like the other side of your brain yeah so. well it's yeah well it's not even well it's a brain and it's and it transcends the, the brain right yeah. it's like yeah because when we say like I think when we say intuition there's a reason why we say like I have a gut feeling right yeah because yeah. it's like it's from it's from our gut it's from our yeah you know, like so what sits there is like your solar plexus exactly chakra. yeah like, mm-hmm. yeah so 100% because yeah <laughs> and it's so and it's so it's like nice to see all these like different aspects of like eastern philosophy and like mm-hmm. western philosophy kind of combining right yeah and so like I, I think when I think I really respect when people um, like it's different authors or different like people who are like you know content creators or all these people who are kind of combine that right mm-hmm. who n- not just like head in the forest and like let me meditate for years and years um obviously there's you know uh reason behind that but then when you're able to like bring that level of of uh uh, let's say the the buddha into Mm -hmm. like the workplace or into like your daily life that's like the next level of like transcendence i think yeah and i'm fascinated by yeah by that you can start to really feel like a meaningful impact like in your own life and like start to I feel like that's where you start to see like change happen really yeah 100% mm-hmm. yeah because there's um, I don't know if you I've been really in on uh, listening to Mind Valley oh I haven't heard of that that's cool what it, tell us about it I mean it's uh, I mean so it's kind of similar to Masterclass okay um, oh but, yeah but like on a the topics are much better in my opinion okay I mean it's like more like spirituality more meditation more like physical activity, exercise, um, stuff on business, mm-hmm. um, all all these different aspects of our life. But like, you know, um, I'm doing one right right now on uh, on super reading, on speed reading, and like cool. and like o- over the last two three weeks, you know, it's I I've uh, increased my like reading speed three x. Like, really. So I've gone from like 220 words per minute. The first day to right now it's like 650 660 holy crap yeah it's, it's crazy <laughs> like i can read so much faster oh well, okay what's the secret trick <laughs> you read like the last word of like the last line or? Well, well not even that I mean, it's like it's it's, it's it's actually just like using your finger oh okay it, well i mean that's there's many different things but the most like the biggest lever of success for or of uh change for me has been using it's like a visual pacer as they call it yeah you can use a pen highlighter finger whatever interesting um but you know just like you know you're just going through it because like right now it's you know we can only talk at a certain amount of speed yeah right but when we process information or when we read we're like we were taught to have um you know to go like word by word right we were supposed to like sound it out when we were kids like being taught that's true and then the teacher may have told us like hey now read by yourself right so then we still continue that same process yeah and we haven't at least for me i haven't changed how i read since i was in first second yeah. grade i am a slow ass reader <laughs> <laughs> no but but then it's like you know but but 
you know, if you think about it, we listen to podcasts and videos on 2x speed, right? Yeah. So we can, and potentially even faster if YouTube allows it, right? <laughs> yeah. And so, like, we can process information faster. Yeah. And so, all this, all, like, throughout my life, I've been taught that my reading speed should be dictated by my talking speed, mm -hmm. but really, it should be dictated by my thinking speed. Yeah. Interesting. And so, okay. and so it's like, the whole, like, all these different types of not specialty, but all these different type of topics and things that they dig into in Mind Valley. Yeah. Um, cool. And cool. 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 Yeah. And so they were like I'm saying, like the co-founder, like one of the founders, or he's just the, the founder. Yeah. Um, of it. Um, uh, yeah. He was saying about like intuition and like the workplace, right? It's like, it's, uh, you know, like he says in the next like five ten years, it's gonna be like there's gonna be instead of in addition to like different types of leadership training. Right, it, like intuition is going to be one of the highest rated aspects of like of CEOs and you know all these like leaders across the country mm. and the world, and so like that's going to be one of the main things people use yeah. like make decisions and whatnot. Well, it's interesting because like people, if you think about like people can make decisions based on like data, but that doesn't necessarily capture all the things that they need to consider to make a decision. Right. right? Like if like this might say what the the data might say like. I don't know, do this, but if all of your employees are actually like this would negatively impact them, then clearly like that's not the right decision to make based mm -hmm. on like the goal of whatever the decision is, right? Right, 100%. But yeah. there's a lot of factors that go into decision making. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think I'm great at decision making either. I need to take a class or something. No, <laughs> well, I, mean, I think it's like, I think it's like pr part of that is like, I think maybe like journaling, right? Mm -hmm. It's just like, try and understand your like for me it's like understanding myself more so I can have that I call it like an awareness framework mm -hmm. or it's like if I have an awareness framework then I can point things out I have that attention I have that awareness mm -hmm. and then now I can make decisions like based mm -hmm. off of that and so like yeah. I think I think every, every obviously everyone approaches it differently um, but no no that that's awesome <laughs> <laughs> Is uh, I guess how, how do you kind of view like that balance between I I, I don't like using the phrase, but I'm just gonna use it. It's like work-life balance. Okay. Um, so why don't why don't you like the phrase? Because I know some people that don't like it either, and I wanna I'm interested to hear uh, your opinion. <laughs> well, because I think well first it puts work first. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fair. Yeah, it actually does. <laughs> um, when it's when work is one component of life. Yeah. Right. That's that's one aspect, but then it's like um, there's more than just work and life. I think I think it's life. I think it's life balance. Yeah. Right. And then work is one aspect. Our em emotional state, our spirituality, our physical mm -hmm. fitness, you know, our mental discipline, all these yeah. things, right? Like our relationships and friendships, like all these, you know, ten, twelve, fifteen different domains of our life. Mm -hmm. You know, that should be in a balance, yeah. not just work. And, and life. life yeah right yeah totally um, so I, I guess great point <laughs> yeah I'll, I'll open it up to you in terms of that question um okay I'm sorry remind me you said how do I view yeah, yeah. like work-life balance yeah, yeah how do you approach that view it in like what way like what do I think about it or like how do I don't know yeah like if I guess it help me direct me <laughs> I guess do you believe in that and then if so like how how do you help achieve that for yourself? Like, how do you achieve that overall balance mm -hmm. in, in your life? 
I am very bad at <laughs> I am very very bad at achieving a balance because going going back to the beginning where people are like very determined like I can start something and like I can't like I just sometimes I just keep going yeah and I don't always know when to stop uh, so like sometimes I will just keep working <laughs> and I should actually just stop <laughs> mm -hmm. um, so I'm not great at work-life balance but I'm hoping to get better with it so like drawing some harder boundaries and taking a step away and thinking about the bigger picture and drawing myself out of like a work bubble which I think just a lot of that just comes from like working at home as well like you're just in, it's just you and your laptop and you just sometimes you just keep going yeah yeah <laughs> um but I'm I'm with you I've actually never heard someone say like you don't like work-life balance because the work part comes first and that makes a lot of sense um, uh -huh. and I do think it should be more of like a life balancing because there's a lot of other things to like factor in um, but when it does come to work, I think it is really important to like have a balance, obviously, um, because we're not meant to like work for, I don't know, 60 hours a week, 50 hours a week. Yeah. I'm not sure if we're meant to work 40 hours a week. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> I, I honestly feel like when you work more than like your living life or doing something for yourself, then it's not, can, it's just not helpful to you. Yeah. But then there's also some people that like work 90 hours a week and they're like, because I absolutely love my job. I'm like, well, that's different. So I almost wonder if it's just like whatever makes you happiest and making sure that you're finding time and enough time and enough space to do what you want to do. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, there's there's right? no right or wrong answer. So, right? No, that's awesome. Yeah. But like if I'm at work, I'm like, I absolutely love that. Like I could leave, like I can close my laptop and be like, cool. And I can go to that tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> That's also something I started to, I still, I'm still trying to figure out is like, how can I truly, I don't know, approach work-life balance in a way that I can close my laptop every single day and be like, I can come to this. It's like, it's 5.30 at six, whatever. And I can get to this tomorrow. <laughs> right. Yeah. So. A hundred percent. Cause it's like, it's, I think when like our, innate instinct or whatever is to like like oh like there's this email that i need to respond to or there's mm -hmm. this like thing that needs to get done by tomorrow yeah it's always like it's always a nagging in our mind yeah right but then <laughs> it, it'll I, I my perspective is like it, it'll be there tomorrow if it's truly urgent you know they'll let me know and i'll, I'll get it done or whatever right yeah true um, but yeah it's just nothing that like the world's going to fall apart if, right exactly yeah. you know <laughs> yeah, so I I could learn some perspective as well. <laughs> like nothing's horrific is going to happen. Yeah, no, exactly. It's just advertising. <laughs> yeah, the yeah, same here. It's like so. you know, at the end of the day, we're we're washing and cleaning people's clothes for for uh, unto laundry and yeah. laundry lab, right? So yeah. <laughs> true. Um, we're not serving I, solving world hunger. Yeah, yeah, not yet. Not yet. <laughs> Um, I guess I, I'll kind of close it up. Is there any last thoughts or um, anything that you wanted to share that we didn't get to today? Um, so my second question that I had for you oh, that I didn't <laughs> ask, I w and this is funny, I want to know like what you want most in this world. Hmm. Well, I don't know most in this world. The, the first thing that comes to mind is, so I have like, I've written down my, you know how like a company has like purpose, mission, values? Yeah. So like I've written down like my own. Okay, sweet. And That's so, a good exercise. <laughs> cool. Um, and so 
So what I want most in this world is... Yeah. I'm going to throw a casually profound question back at you. <laughs> I know, right? This is whose podcast is it really? <laughs> um, but for me, so like my like life purpose, as I, as I have it stated, is it's only three words, mm -hmm. but uh, it's moksha for all. Okay. And so like moksha means like liberation. Oh, cool. Um, it's like, you know, it's a word used in Sanskrit and you know, mm -hmm. Buddhism, Hinduism, etc. And so just like you know, liberation from, you know, this body, this mind that we, mm -hmm. that we think we are, yeah. you know, to transcend, you know, to the, like, yeah. the, the spirit and soul that we actually are, like, that transcends all this stuff, right, time, space, etc. Yeah. And so, what I want most is for, not only myself, but to enable and inspire other people to rediscover mm -hmm. that, you know, that feeling or that being able to transcend that. Um, you know those things so mm -hmm. that they also can reach you know that liberation or that yeah eternal happiness nirvana yeah. however you want to phrase it think about it yeah but you know inspire others to also do that in, in addition to myself obviously yeah and so super that's, cool yeah I love that do you equate like liberation with enlightenment so I and, mean, and I just and I'm only asking that because I know that that term is very much like from like a Eastern philosophy, right. like religion. I think it's Buddhism, but I don't know. Like trying to get to like enlightened state, but I think there's some parallels there. Well, so I mean, I think like, I think enlightenment, self-realization. I think those mm -hmm. are go hand in hand in my mind. Mm -hmm. But I, I don't think of them as states that you reach and then you're done. Yeah. Right. It's, yeah. You you can, um, so th for like enlightenment. So let me describe in self-realization. Okay. It's like I think we think of like self-realization as like, like oh I've, like I've I'm I am realized, right? Yeah. Or it's like I realize this now. It's like I've unlocked the world. Yeah. Right. I, I don't necessarily see it like that. Yeah. It's more of, it's like it's more of a potential that you're realizing. Okay. And so when you realize mm -hmm. more of your self potential, mm -hmm. you're, I actually see it as. The more you, the more you know, the more you know you don't know, right? Wait, say that again. <laughs> so, sorry. So like, the, the more you know, yeah, the, the more, more you, do, you, you realize, more you understand that that you don't know. Yes. Right. So let's say you. Yes, yes, yes. Right. I'm tracking. Yeah, and so like, you know, for me, it's the same with like realization. It's like, all right, I'm becoming realized in things that I didn't know before, mm -hmm. and I'm, you know, having that growth. But then within that growth. I realize there's more stuff that I don't know. Yep. And it's like, so I'll, I don't think I'll ever become self-realized. Yeah. In in that ass in yeah. the, in that you know de definition of it. Yeah. But I think reaching that potential of that highest self that I can reach. Yeah. That is what I'm striving for. Cool. Amazing. Um, yeah. That's wonderful. <laughs> cool. Well, well, I I got I I can't answer. No, it. I can't can. have the last word there. So, <laughs> what about you? Same question. Um. For you i feel like that question is like un it's like unwritten for me it's like unanswered for me i'm not sure um i would i'm gonna dot i'm gonna dot strategically dodge this and, <laughs> <laughs> and instead um share something that i've learned this past year that i've only just started to realize mm. and and find like a consciousness in that realization um, really within like the past like month or so um, and I've I felt like it's funny okay I'm gonna bring us like full circle for you oh, perfect okay full circle for you um, 
So like some of like the amazing women that I have been like lucky enough to work with, um, just like these just incredibly inspirational, intelligent women. Um, something that I've started to learn is that they have no problem in saying that like they don't have the answer, that mm. they are wrong, that they, they don't, that they don't know. And I have only just started to realize that there is a huge amount of power and having that kind of like humility and saying like, I don't have the answer, I don't know, but let me figure out, let's ask some questions, let's work through together. Like I, I don't know, I just feel like there's a huge amount of power that I've learned that rests in not knowing. And I've always, like yeah. uncertainty like kind of sucks, but it's always like when people look at to you for like an answer, you kind of feel like you always have to give them one, but there's, it's completely acceptable to not have it, not have the answer and be like, yeah. actually, I don't know. Hundred <laughs> no, percent. I love that. So. I, I love just bringing that full circle from what you're grateful <laughs> for to all the path that we yeah. that we traverse on the conversation. <laughs> um, well, um, but yeah, I just want to say thank you, Lex, for for yeah. joining me today. Yeah, um, thanks for having me. This has been really, really fun. I know. We actually got to like just have a conversation offline, you know, unrecorded and whatnot. And just yeah. just continue this yeah, amazing, deep, this casually awesome. profound conversations. Cool. <laughs> Again. But yeah, thank you for your time, Lex. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Yeah.